Hi, I'm Marcia Prince. I'm Jackie Tarleton. And, and we, we are, are the, the Plant, Plant Chicks. Chicks. And we are with SoFlow Vegans. And welcome back to another episode of the SoFlow Vegans podcast. And I'm not even going to guess what the number of this podcast is. We're just going to go right into it and introduce our wonderful guests, which you're watching the video or listening to the audio. You are going to walk away from this podcast learning so much. And I'm excited to learn from you. And we have the Plant Chicks. Hey, hey. <laughs> if we had a studio audience, this is where the applause would come in. I'm, I'm debating whether or not I'll do sound effects. Woo-hoo. No, I won't. Nice. <laughs> so we have Jackie Tarleton and we have Marcia Prince. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. And I just want to give you both um, my appreciation because last night, and I'm dating the podcast, last night we did an event at Nutrition Smart and I learned so much and it gave me inspiration for some of the questions I'll be asking today. So if you did not make it, you'll be able to get a taste of what we talked about. But let's get started with your origin story. Dun, dun, dun. Exactly. <laughs> like what? And we, we can take, we'll start with Jackie. Go for it. What made you, like, what was your why? Why did you decide to go plant-based? I love when people ask this question. And Sean, thanks again for having us on this podcast. We we love you. So we're very excited to be here. But my journey into veganism and plant-based diets, it actually started when I was quite young and really going into college. Uh, my mother said that when I finally decided that I was going to be be- vegetarian, so I was vegetarian starting in college at 18 years old, But when I told her that I was going to be vegetarian, she looked at me and she's like, you know, that doesn't surprise me because she used to always remember when I would eat chicken and I would just like look at it and cry. I never wanted to eat meat. So she was never surprised. But when I was in college and I was vegetarian and then the many years after college, I was more a junk food vegetarian. Even though I liked to work out and I trained really hard in the gym, I would try and like be really healthy, but I would still eat a lot of dairy and a lot of the crap, the calorie-rich and processed vegetarian and vegan foods. So when I was about maybe close to 30, I ended up moving to Atlanta and I started eating meat again. So I went on this period and it was kind of when I went like a little crazy. I was drinking a lot and my life was just chaotic. But it was about six years ago, it was around 2012, that I decided to get sober. And when I got sober, I did so much reflection because when you quit drink, when I thought when I was going to quit drinking, I was just going to quit drinking and life was going to go on. It's so much more than that, P.S. It's <laughs> so much more than that. But I started like digging deep and digging within and thinking, you know, what, what am I passionate about? And my passion from the time I was a child was always working out, being healthy, and basically lifestyle medicine. The dietitian that trained me when, like, out of college and in my internship, mm-hmm. and who I ended up working with for several years, she actually inter- inter- introduced me to Dean Ornish, T. Colin Campbell, mm-hmm. Caldwell Esselstyn, Neil Barnard, Michael Greger, like all the big wig, uh, like key opinion leaders in the plant based world. And I really started going back to that. And I'm like, I've got to make some changes. So it all started around 2012. And I started slowly decreasing all the animal foods I was eating. And about three years ago is when I finally pulled the plug. Mm. And then we'll talk about that in just a little bit. But it was about three years ago in May that I decided I'm in this to win it. I want to do it for my health, plant-based is the way to go for health and longevity. And I'm really into it for longevity now too, because I'm not a spring chicken anymore. But it's a lot of fun. (laughs) But we'll talk about like, when I finally like dove in after Marcia shares her story. Ah. So that's a perfect cue. Marcia, what's your, your well, oh my gosh, I've kind of been through the ringer on a on a health quest my entire life. So I came from a very unhealthy, toxic background. And I took those bad behaviors into my young adulthood. And it wasn't till I discovered, I would say, health and fitness in a different way, where back then it was the keto diet. We're talking almost 15 years ago. So I got into the fitness world and I was 28 years old and I thought, I wanna start competing. But I didn't pull the trigger till I was like 
32 because it took me years to build muscle. Mm -hmm. So when I was 32, I was like eating tons of animal products, high protein, of course, high, you know, high fat, animal fat, and very low, no fruit, low carbohydrate. If it was fruit, it was like berries. It was a certain amount of berries. Mm -hmm. So I was on this quest to find, not just back then, I kind of like aesthetically was looking, well, on the quest to look for more aesthetic look of body versus health. I didn't know what true health was at that time. I thought I did. I was a personal trainer and health coach. And I thought just because I look good on the outside, I must be healthy on the inside, mm. right? So I was eating high animal products, high fat, low carbohydrates. And the bodybuilder has been doing the keto diet for so many years. And I was so consistent to it, so dedicated because I had such great results in the beginning that it did me a disservice. Mm. I started getting cystic acne, uh, kidney stones galore. For some reason, my body did not like the high animal protein. I kept getting kidney stones, not once, not twice, but three times. Oh, wow. And what's sad about that is you think I would have learned the first time. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> so and th this is crazy. If you ever passed a kidney stone, y'all out there, it's not fun. And if you know what I, whoever did out there knows who I, what I mean, it's painful. And mine were so big they had a, they actually had to go get them. I had to go get them lasered at the hospital mm. to break them up. And that's not fun. So by the third time the, the doctor was like, I think you have an eating disorder. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Mm. Cause I didn't eat processed food but I was on keto and I thought I'm eating healthy. I'm not eating any processed foods, no soda, not, no drinking, nothing. And they're like, I don't know. They call it orthorexia, like a healthy eating disorder. Mm. And I'm like, really? Cause I was so dedicated to this keto lifestyle. So I actually went to the registered dietitian cause they recommended her give me what's her, obviously she's having all this high animal protein, give her a protocol. And she was like, this isn't good for you. You're going to have kidney failure if you keep doing this long term." And I was like, really? And it kind of opened my eyes in her office. Mm. So she gave me this diet and I looked at the paper and it said vegan diet. And I thought it said vegan. <laughs> I'm like a vegan diet. <laughs> and she's like, no, this is vegan. And mind you, this is 2010. Mm. Uh, in a, I think fall 2009, 2009. And so she was like, you know, do this for 30 days. We're going to do your blood work. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to do this. But that, then the other part of me thought I've done a million diets. Mm -hmm. What's another diet, right? Let me try this diet. And I felt so good doing it that I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. And I, I had all the common questions people have. I'm like, where am I going to get my protein? Because mm -hmm. I was so focused on protein because I was eating all this animal protein. Where am I going to get my protein? Oh my God, is fruit going to make me fat? I'm eating all these carbohydrates. It was just one of those things where, you know, I had a ton of questions, never heard of it. And back then I never heard the term vegan. Mm -hmm. I've heard of, I mean, I heard of vegetarian that's been around for some time, but vegan was a whole new concept. And so I started really getting to the vegan lifestyle. And at the time I was a fitness competitor. I had to take a step back because all the kidney stones and I had gained weight. It was doing me a disservice. I actually was starting to gain weight and I gained 25 pounds mm. and uh, my metabolism was shot. And when I started eating carbs again, it was just horrible. And, um, it, I had to keep going through the vegan, vegan lifestyle for a little bit longer to see the effects of it. So it took a little time for me to really see the benefits of it. Like my skin started clearing up of course, here I am 10 years later, no mm. kidney stones. Um, I just started feeling really, really good after it. But it's funny, back then, I never even heard of obviously vegan bodybuilding. I'm like, how can you build muscle without meat? Mm -hmm. So I Googled vegan bodybuilding and Robert Cheek came up Ooh, okay. and I reached out to him and I'm like, hey dude, <laughs> I'm a fitness competitor. What do I do? Uh, how do I build muscle without meat? And so he gave me this whole protocol and I'm like, all right. I didn't even think he was gonna write me back, but he reached out to me and said, this is what I did. This was work. There's a couple different ways you could do it, you know, cooked foods or raw foods. And so I kind of experimented, did my own thing. And that's kind of how I got introduced into it from a health scare into the fitness world. And speaking of being introduced, <laughs> how did you two meet each other? Oh, these segues are killing me. They're so awesome. We are like flowing today. I love it. So my best girlfriend was in town. Her youngest son had just graduated from high school and they were doing a trip down to the Keys. She was training for a competition and I had always, always wanted to compete in a fitness competition, but I could never do the training long enough. And I couldn't stop drinking long enough to do the training. And this was right around the time of my fourth anniversary of being sober. And I'm like, okay, I've got no excuse. I've always wanted to do this. I've got to do it. So I started talking to my girlfriend. I'm like, Karis, how do I find a trainer? I will only do this if I can do it plant-based. And as a registered dietitian, I previously practiced as a registered dietitian. 
I'm not going to just listen to any Joe Blow that doesn't know what they're talking about nutritionally. And they also have to know what they're doing like in the workout world as well. So she's like, well, Google it. GTS, Google that shit. (laughs) I'm like, all right. So I'm Googling everywhere. Can't find anything. And I'm like, I can't find anything. And she actually sends me Marcia's Instagram page. And I'm like, oh my God. So I'm like stalking her on on Instagram, (laughs) looking through everything. And then I'm like, boom. She has the E. Cornell, the T. Colin Campbell Nutrition Studies certification. I'm like, I got to talk to this girl. So I message her. She messaged me right back. We got on the phone. We talked for like an hour. One hour. I'm like, I'm totally going to, I'm totally going to work with this chick. So I had actually interviewed a couple coaches and a couple coaches are like, yeah, I can train you plant-based, but can you eat chicken or can you eat fish? I'm like, uh, no, <laughs> chicken and fish and eggs are not plant-based. No. So when Marcia and I spoke, I'm like, oh, this is a match made in heaven. And then this was when I was still in medical sales. I ended up flying out to Dallas for work one week or yeah, one week. And we ended up meeting. It's this funny. Is funny. <laughs> we were going to meet at a Starbucks, but I get there. I'm like, um, this is like a drive through Starbucks. I go, it's kind of weird, but there's a Chick-fil-A next door. <laughs> <laughs> we met at Chick-fil-A. We didn't even eat or drink we, anything. Not no, even water, we anything. We there sat and just talked <laughs> and for like how, three hours. I was just going to say, we talked for three hours. Wow. It was crazy. So it was like this huge connection we have so many similarities in our path we're both married for about the same amount of time no kids and it was just amazing and i'm like she's beautiful she's still fit she looks amazing she had a pro card from competing she knew what she was talking about yes we're working together for sure yes (laughs) so then yes so i was like really struggling i was really i had my certification as a health coach and I really, really wanted to make, I wanted to get out of medical sales and do my health coaching full time. Marcia and I were playing around with another company working together there. And I was calling Marcia and like talking to her about business opportunities. And she was coaching me through some business stuff and everything. And I called her, I was like, hey, my husband is, he's saying that I need to choose one or the other. Either I'm going to do my sales or I'm going to do coaching, but I've got to do one and not both because I'm not doing either effectively. Mm. So he gave me the thumbs up if I wanted to quit my medical sales position and go into coaching full time. So I called Marcia and I'm like, I tell her the whole story. And then she, everyone sit down. She goes, <laughs> hey, would you want to go into business with me? Would you want to work together? I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like jumping up and down. And then literally last January, January 2018, I'm 18. sorry, is when we launched Plant Chicks. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, we just had the same vision, the same mission, what we want to do to help people. We both had our stories that we turned our struggles into strength. And we just want to help people, especially women. That's what we do, Plant Chicks. We coach women to get off the diets onto a sustainable lifestyle. And I feel like, you know, there's no magic pill. It's the magic is in the marketing. People mm-hmm. market all kinds of crap these days. And it's to help people see through the crap and really see, you know, what food really is. And changed our mindset. So we just had this whole thing and we just had this great synergy synergy together and energy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but I just thought, oh my God, we could do this together. We're gonna conquer the world. We are gonna be part of this plant-based movement and just help women in general, just get off diets. And let's just make everybody realize what real food is. One of the things that I notice whenever I see your videos or your content online is that you look like you're having a lot of fun. And, Always. <laughs> and the other thing is that you're you're not just coaching, you're not just talking about um, how to stay healthy. You're also building community, and that's something that I'm really big on. That's that's my core value. So, can you go into a little bit about you know what does your community look like? That's one of the things that we noticed when we were working together in before Plant Chicks we were working, we saw how important community is. And if you even look at blue zones, so blue zones is the areas around the world where most people live over a hundred, but healthy over a hundred. So they have the highest amount of centenarians and they're healthy and happy. And they've just got this amazing longevity. Well, one of the things that they have is community. 
And that's one of our huge, I'm glad that you recognize that community is so big for us, but it is. you talk about that. Yeah, we've had so much fun doing this. So we recognize when we paired up together, people saw our energies before plant chicks and they were just attracted to us because we were so excited. We love what we were doing. Like is we weren't even business partners at this point, but mm-hmm. just living this lifestyle and giving tips on health and fitness and how to go plant-based. Because Jackie at this time was maybe a few years into her plant-based lifestyle mm-hmm. that she, it just, of course, the energy you get from it and you're feeling good and then our energy together and it's just like we were like felt unstoppable you know conquering the world we want to bring all the women with us on this mission and then it's like just like a wave you know you do a little ripple and then goes everywhere into the ocean same thing i'm like here comes the tidal wave let's do this (laughs) let's splash everybody with this plant-based lifestyle and it's more about education and having fun with it too because sometimes people get i would say nutrition can be a religion for some people, right? They're really protective of how they eat. And like I grew up on the standard American diet and I am Hispanic. So between standard American diet and Hispanic food, that's all I knew. I didn't know really how to be healthy. My parents didn't know how to be healthy. So mm-hmm. people get protected of their, their, I would say their culture's food. And then growing into my adulthood, I picked up some bad habits and had all this, you know, standard American diet, random diet, you know, and then uh, my Hispanic diet, my Mexican diet. And it's just, you know, you're very protective of it. And you're like, oh, we can make this healthier. And I kind of was like, oh, yeah, how are you going to make, you know, carnitas healthier? How are you gonna make this healthier? But of course, food innovation today, I mean, you obviously can make carnitas with jackfruit. Mm. So it was kind of like an evolution of learning for myself when I started going on this journey of veganism. I never was a junk food vegan because I went from whole foods straight into vegan whole foods. So I went straight into plant-based right off the bat just because I was educated by a registered dietitian. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of went on that journey. And just, you know, when we found this community, people are like, what are you doing? And we like to cook together and have events. It's it's all about teaching people, you know, like when we were training, like separately, she's doing her health coaching and I was at the gym doing my coaching. I love that the gyms did events or she was doing her health coaching. There was always some kind of event going on mm-hmm. and her and I are such social butterflies. Mm-hmm. We're like, let's just have, bring this community together. And you know, when we teach somebody what we do or what we've learned and share our passion, mm-hmm. they teach somebody else and they teach somebody else and it just keeps going down the line. And that's what we like. And people are gonna have their, their version of healthy at their time in their moment in life. Cause I, I don't feel like we're all on the same journey. I mean, even Jackie and I were mm-hmm. so excited. We had the same mission and all that, but we still are two, on two different journeys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we learn things all the time. You know, like at one time I was doing protein powder, you know, going vegan. And I was when I first like nine or 10 years ago. And I was like, I need the right vegan protein powder. And back then there were like three choices. There weren't a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was veganism was just now coming out with protein powders. Vega was big. Sun Warrior was big. So I found the best one that I liked back then. And, and then I just kind of ran with it like, okay. And I was promoting vegan protein powder to our tribe and our people. And then I got to learn that it's still processed. Doesn't matter if it's organic, vegan, it's still a processed food. It gets set on the shelf for a year. Mm-hmm. And that's not really good for your body. In a pinch for calories, yes. But is it gonna nourish and heal your body? No. So even when I changed our tribe, I tell our people all the time, like, hey, I thought this was I promoted protein powders. Now I do not. Like mm. you can still have a nice, great smoothie with high protein without protein powders. And people are like, wait a minute, what? Can that be done? So we actually evolve with our tribe all the time. Mm-hmm. And I love that we're very authentic and transparent. Mm-hmm. That way they know. We, we try to give them the latest and greatest information. We go to all the, like say, Plantrition Project and American College of Lifestyle Medicine. We try to go to get all the latest and greatest information and present it to just, you know, our entire tribe, people that we know. So we're educated. Mm-hmm. And instead of being just like, this is the way it is, we're in this box. <laughs> right. And we try and do lives a lot too, like Facebook lives, Instagram lives. So we try and like share everything that we're learning and we empower our tribe or plant chicks tribe. And we do have some plant dudes in, mm-hmm. in the mix as well. But on Facebook, we do have a private group, the Plant Chicks Tribe, that's only for women. So all the women listening, if you want to join in, request to join Plant Chicks Tribe, we would love to have you. And it is, it's all about learning and community. And it is fun to see like how motivated the women get as they start feeling better. So like one of our programs, it's the Plant Chicks Challenge. It's a 30 day challenge on how to go plant-based, how to introduce more like simple whole foods into your diet and also the workouts. But it's so much fun seeing their posts of like them working out. We've got one girl, she's a dog walker and she works out with her animals and everything. It's awesome. (laughs) It's so much fun. And then like getting outside because we're all about active living and walking around your town and riding the bikes and doing everything. It's just 
It's a lot of fun watching everyone grow and the plant chicks glow. Seriously, it's no joke. Like people really start glowing. It's incredible. Yeah, you do see the the energy of them. They come and they're come to you like lifeless and dull and they're kind of at a loss. Mm-hmm. And then through the transition, you start seeing them come alive and post more and they get brave and post more selfies. I mean, in their bare bodies. I love it when women can be authentic. Mm-hmm. It just blows Jackie and I away. We're like, oh, we're so it's motivated. Like, it, mo- it motivates us. Like we, they think we motivate them and inspire them, but in turn, they motivate us, <laughs> exactly. inspire us. I'm like, you have no idea. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so one of the, you know, I'm a big fan of technology and how has technology helped you both stay together because you're um marcia you're in dallas correct yes and jackie you are from south florida i live here now yeah miami Mm -hmm. so how do you stay connected and with that divide we could not function without technology like we live on social media do you get your weekly report like on your iphone on sundays like how (laughs) mine is scary because i (laughs) legit work from my phone i need to work from my laptop more but no we do everything we do like facetime we do google what is it called google office yeah yeah google office with the video calls and everything we do everything our instagram lives will join together when we're not in the same city and we, since she, since Marcia is here this week, we have done a couple of lives together and that's mm-hmm. fun because people yeah. like seeing us together. Yeah. I mean, we, obviously we met online, you know, <laughs> now oh, we're business partners. I mean, you're married. Right. We were like married <laughs> when your business partner is somebody. So I talked to Jackie every single day. I mean, we're texting, calling, emailing, you know, depends what comes up, but yeah, Google office, I would say that's our lifesaver. We'll put it up. It's like, she's right there with me. And we're like, what's the agenda today? What are we doing? <laughs> what's our next goal? Da, da, da. But um, yeah, so I, technology is so super important to what we do. I love it. But I also love community in person. I was telling yes. her, even though the women see us online and they love it and they request more videos and more lives, there's nothing like a real live event, the energy that you get just meeting our Plant Chicks tribe in person. So we try to have them once or twice a month so we can really meet in different states. It could mm-hmm. be anywhere. I mean, it doesn't have to be just in our home states. We basically have them everywhere. And since you started and you do a lot of traveling, how has veganism, plant-based, how's the whole movement grown in your from your perspective? Well, me being in almost 10 years, wow, it's really grown from the products to the food innovation, the community. Um, back then, it, I would have to say the word vegan was coming people were hearing it. They're like, what is this? And then plant-based, that term came out after because there was... I started when I started getting into that movement, there was a divide between vegan and plant-based because plant-based is nutritional, vegan is ethical. Yeah. Even though they both do not have animal products, one is more of a whole food based and the other one, you could pretty much anything, but they both have to do with the animals, not consuming animal products. Mm-hmm. So I, I learned that as I went through the, you know, the industry, like things change. I feel like we are growing astronomically in the past probably five or six years due to all the movies, mm-hmm. the podcasts, like, hello, so mm-hmm. right. <laughs> Yes. So everything that's coming out, I, I, in 10 years, I mean, it's just like, whoa, back in the day when I was competing, when I was an IFBB pro and I was a vegan competitor, there was no vegan competitors. Mm. Now there's tons. And, and we, we train like four in a yeah, show. I had four in one show and that's oh, wow. very rare. You know, yeah. it's usually I had that one girl and then it was like four. It's like, wow, it's crazy. It's but, really cool. Yeah. So evolved. I've been in this industry for like 25 years. And when I was training under my mentor dietitian, she, we only said vegan, vegan, vegetarian, plant-based was not anywhere in the mix. And then when I kind of came back into this role and like in 2012, 2013, I remember plant-based. I'm like, plant-based? I've never heard this. But I go, this makes perfect sense because we do, we need like real whole foods to nourish and heal our body. The Oreos, the, mm-hmm. the chips, the Cokes, those aren't nourishing and healing. They're vegan, but they're not her- nourishing and healing our body. So I loved, I really resonated with that whole food, plant-based, that, those words. And it was really fascinating too, to see. So Dean Ornish, he went like in 92, 90, yeah, 92 ish is when I first heard of him, he was doing all this stuff and he was showing you could reverse heart disease and like doing amazing things. But 30 years later, it took 30 Uh years for his studies to be published in all the peer reviewed journals. And now for CMS centers for Medicare, Medicaid services to be reimbursing for 
his life, the Ornish lifestyle program for people after they have a heart attack. It's also sometimes, I think it's being reimbursed sometimes in diabetes as well, but it's huge. And that's the thing, like once Medicare and Medicaid and like insurance providers are going to cover these things, I think it's going to take off even more, but I've seen it just blow up over the past five years. Like mm-hmm. that GMD, Dr. Danielle Bellardo, she's yes. got a podcast. She's number one. She's beating Rich Roll. Oh, wow. In it's health crazy. Podcast. Yeah. She's actually interviewing yeah. Rich Roll on Which this. Which I think is week. amazing. <laughs> I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> no, but she's blown up. She's like, like Insta famous. There's so many like huge, strong vegan influencers that it's, it's amazing. Like how big this this world is and we couldn't have done this without technology Mm. no no exactly exactly because we're able to share things and what i like too is the vegan community is that there's i didn't know this till i got into it of course because when you're newly vegan you're like what's going on with that you know is there a roadmap (laughs) (laughs) but there's different perspectives that you come to veganism from different perspectives so ours was through a whole food plant-based right and then we started learning about not wearing leather and about the environment so there's different perspectives There's, there's food it's nutritional and it's environmental and it's for the animals. Mm. So there's actually three types of people that come into veganism. And then I feel like they kind of bleed into each other. Mm -hmm. Once you start learning about it and you become woke, (laughs) you're like, oh, okay, I didn't know this happened. You know, because your conditions, you know, one way, you thought back in the day, carnitas, you know, I thought was food, right? Mm. And then I learned it's, no, it's suffering and it's, ruining the environment and it's actually not very healthy for your you know cholesterol so i was like wow i didn't know it could come from three different angles when you start seeing food differently then you're like oh wow but yeah i think i love the education of it i feel like people are very embracing they're very loving i mean Mm -hmm. there's those bad vegans that give us a bad name but that's not everybody but for the most part when you meet people they're very loving they're very compassionate and i love just hearing the stories and on how people are trying even people that in our plant chicks tribe not everybody's vegan in that tribe but they're learning they, yeah. they want the education they want to learn how to do it and how to be better and accountability with these 30-day plant chick challenge we had a girl that's like all right i'm gonna do it i've never done this before i did vegetarian but i'm gonna try to do vegan skip out the cheese for 30 days we're like you go you girl it. <laughs> i mean it's less for the environment less for the animals you know what i mean it's, if we can change one person's life then we did our job and you you hit on a an important point at least for me compassion and you know, the compassion for me looks like being patient. Mm-hmm. You know, even in my journey, I went vegan in 2008. And of course, I systematically stopped eating certain things. I um, ditched dairy in 2003. So it was nice. a little easier for me to transition because I just had to give up eggs and poultry. But then, you know, I didn't have that community at mm-hmm. the time. So I ended up, I tell this story and it's... um. I ended up going to Los Angeles of all places. And that's where I fell off. And you, you would think, you know, Los Angeles wow, being yeah. like the Mecca, I didn't know where anything was. I didn't know about Happy Cow. I wasn't whole food plant-based. So I was eating a lot of the junk food. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, I don't want to go to Ralph's and have a pineapple. I want some, I want food. And I couldn't find it. So now it's a, it's a different story. You can go on Happy Cow and right. find other finding love Happy Cow wherever you are. You can find a place to go to, um, but it's, it, it takes time. And people are people have different sorts of temperaments as well. You have people who get onto something and are obsessive about mm-hmm. it and will do it without any incentive. Just intrinsically go for it. And you have people who you need you need to had encouragement. So being able to meet them where they are and provide them with the information, ask questions is my approach. And just bringing people on, creating a platform, bringing people on, connecting people. Um, education for me yep. is key. That's key. key. That's what we say all the time. Education is key because back then we thought we were educated. She was a registered dietitian. I was a health coach, but we were just educating the wrong things. Sometimes it happens. And, you know, we took a stance to that at the time because we thought that was the way it was the truth, right? Mm-hmm. But when you learn something new, you're like, oh, oh my gosh, I can't believe it's like this. I can't believe I thought that way. And then we started learning a new truth and it was our new reality. Mm. And it is, it has to, everything has to go back to compassion. I feel like I really didn't know what compassion was until I turned vegan. Because before mm-hmm. then, I thought I was compassionate. But really, when I reflect back, I'm like, now I was selfish. <laughs> <laughs> Like what the heck? <laughs> so, some um, my hope is that somebody listening to this was probably pointed to 
to listen to this podcast and say, oh, you need to listen to this. Listen to the plant chicks. They know what they're talking about. <laughs> you know, they have a community. Come check them out. Um, why am I whispering? No, um, <laughs> but um, for someone who is like, okay, this is great. I'm on board. And my significant other is mm. not. And that's what I hear a lot that, mm-hmm. you know, I'm ready to go. And, you know, my husband, my wife, my boyfriend, my girlfriend, they're not ready to go. And I still have to cook for them. And when I go out, it's still. So what, what advice would you have for someone who's going through that? That's my case. And, <laughs> well, it was my case. So my husband was eating meat for the longest time. And it was in my own household. And I was teaching all these people how to go vegan. And, da, da. and then in my own house, I could not. Mm. So again, it teaches me to have compassion. Because I would call Jackie and I would be frustrated. Like, ah. But it had to be on his own terms. And what resonated with him, mm-hmm. I would say, have compassion. Be patient. And one day, my husband decided he wasn't going to eat meat anymore. Mm. And I'm like, what? But... <laughs> A year ago. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, after all these years of watching me, you know, just be so passionate about it, teaching people, it's my life's mission, it's my life's work, that he finally quit. It was, it was like, I just can't believe it. And then every day after that, I'm like, are you still vegan? (laughs) Are you still eating? Are you still, are you eating meat? You know, like I was asked these questions and he's like, okay, if you don't stop, (laughs) I couldn't bug him, but I knew he had to do it at his own time. So if we get that question a lot with their tribe, they're like, but my family's not getting, my kids aren't. And I'm like, that's okay. Just be an example. Mm. Do it yourself. You, what you need to do is cook your meal. And if you have to cook a second meal for them, do it. Or cook your plant-based meal. And maybe you do have to add meat to it or eggs until they can see you eating yours without it and how you're surviving without it. Mm. How and good thriving. you feel. Yeah, and thriving. And maybe you're losing weight. It just depends on the... Everyone has different effects when they first go vegan, right? Mm. Uh, mine was more the health stuff. My skin started clearing up. I started feeling more energy. So, And then my husband, obviously, he's like, actually, I don't feel as bloated. Like mm. He had no idea idea and it's just one of those things that he has to find out for himself and it was on his own time because i think at the beginning he knew i was gung-ho about health i'm a health coach and i tried new things and of course at the time i probably wasn't the best example because i did a lot of fad diets Mm -hmm. so for him to see me stick with something a plant-based diet for 10 years i think that was an example for him and it also goes back like that's one of the reasons we wanted to create our tribe as well because we both lived in households where our husbands weren't 100% whole food plant-based like we were. And we wanted to be a community where women could come. And we do have men who will also join it like on our main Facebook page or Instagram page, Mm -hmm. but where people can come and they can get support for on their journey when those are all, those are called our plant-based pros or plant chick pros. So they're plant-based but maybe their significant other isn't, their friends aren't, and they just need a community of support. And that's really, really helpful. And also in in regards to compassion, that's something I think I've seen myself evolve significantly over the years. When I was practicing as a dietitian, I I don't think I was so compassionate. I think I was maybe a little bit more selfish too. And it was more like teaching, like this is what you have to do, this is what you have to do, this, eat this, not that, eat this, eat this, eat this. And now... And like what I do with my husband, he sees what I'm doing in real life on social media, and he'll maybe be listening to a documentary in the background that I have on. And then he's like, oh, I'll try that. So it's Lent right now, and I'm kind of postdating this podcast, but he's actually doing vegan on Fridays. I'm like, oh, this is good. I didn't say anything because I find like when I'm like preaching and telling people what to do, that's when people kind of tend to jump back. So Marcy and I just like to be living examples of what plant-based living can look like and feel like, and just the energy is so good. And you do, you wake up feeling refreshed and you're, you don't feel as bloated. My brother-in-law was in town. This was maybe a year and a half ago. And my husband and brother-in-law watched What the Health. And after that, I was first of all shocked that they're watching it. But after that, <laughs> Charles and my and uh, Ed, his brother, they're like, okay, let's do it. Let's try this for a month. Oh. We're not going to eat meat. We're not going to do any of this. And we're getting ready to go on a cruise. And they did it. And Ed, they they had gone to dinner. They, they went to eat at Plant Miami, Plant Miami. And he came home after eating a delicious vegan meal at Plant Miami. And he called me like two hours later. He's like, 
this really works. I'm like, what's going on? He goes, normally I'll go out to lunch and I have to come home and take a nap because I'm so full and I'm so tired. He goes, I have so much energy. This is great. (laughs) (laughs) It works and it works quickly. So we talked about, you know, having difficulties with the people that you live with. Because it might even be, you know, your husband, wife, Maybe you're just your, yeah, your, your children, your, mm-hmm. so what would you say to someone who maybe they don't have that obstacle? It's just, maybe they don't have the time to cook. You know, they only can, you know, grab what's out there, whatever the reason is. Um, what would you say to that in, in order to be able to grab a meal or to eat a whole food plant based without having to pick up an apple and Yeah. So definitely going to the grocery store is one of my favorite places to go. I used to travel a ton. And even when I was competing for the competition, I would always go and I would go to Whole Foods or one of the local grocery stores and grab something in there. So that is an option. You mentioned Happy Cow earlier. Mm -hmm. So you can always look up Happy Cow. You can look up vegan, vegan friendly, and it'll show you the restaurants that are close by. Most like Chipotle, a lot of those, they have some really nice plant-based options in there. So you want to make sure that you have your greens, you get your beans, and then whatever other veggies that you want on there. And then you can add some avocado, maybe some pico, and it's delicious. Um, what are some other ones that we well, have? Well, I feel oh, like today's meal delivery too. Yes. The meal to like purple carrots, the delivery system. Like my sister, I was trying to say, Hey, we made plant-based meals in front of her. And she was like, wow, you guys are making really hearty meals. I thought you guys were going to be eating salads and smoothies. And I'm like, uh, no girl, those are snacks. <laughs> <laughs> so we make these meals and inspire my sister. So we use a service called purple carrot and it's all, you know, plant-based mm-hmm. and it's plant-based whole food. So they give it to you and basically ship it to your door and you get two meals for, you know, for three days at least for I mean, three meals for two people for three days. And that kind of gets you started on your journey, like little things like that. I feel like today food innovation is so amazing. We have all these services right at our fingertips. Get on your phone. You can get, if, if you're lazy, you don't like to grocery shop, go on Instacart. Okay. Or you can go on Amazon shopping mm-hmm. and click the healthy foods, like plant-based foods, right. Mm-hmm. And get down, not like vegan junk food and click the stuff you want, get it delivered to your door. It's service like purple carrot. You get to join all types of free groups. We have our plant chicks tribe is free. So flow vegans, like these free groups where you could get this information and education mm-hmm. to kind of know where to go next. Because because even if you're in a food desert, right, you could still get information and you could still change. You could still have access to go to the grocery store, still a- access to getting some food. And a lot of people, because I actually, we had a couple clients who are like, it's no one in my town is vegan. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. And I'm like, I'm going to help you MacGyver your town. We're going to oh, MacGyver nice. yourself vegan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we MacGyver the menu. We're MacGyvering the grocery store. And sure enough, it was just education on her part. And she was like, oh, I had no idea. She's like, you just taught me how to basically eat healthy in a place where there is nothing healthy. So it also too is mindset. If you can change somebody's mindset on how to see, because I, I tell people, I can eat vegan at a steak restaurant. They're like, wait, what, how? And it's just about educating them on how to maneuver the menu, on how on ordering the right stuff, like no salt, no butter, no oil. Every food restaurant has mm-hmm. plant-based food, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. You just say no meat, no cheese, no butter, no salt. And they can make these delicious meals. One time, I'll tell you a little story. It was my anniversary a couple of years ago. And it's before my husband went vegan. We're at the restaurant and he likes to tell people I'm vegan. So he's like, my wife's vegan. Like it's, you know, I'm like, gosh, don't just throw it out there. I mean, I get it. It's kind of embarrassing. It just happened that guy, the, the, the waiter, he's like, oh my gosh, my wife is vegan. Because oh, actually the chef's wife is vegan. He's like, let me see if we can concoct you, make you up something vegan. I'm like, oh my gosh. I said, can you do it with no oil? <laughs> and they're like, sure. Brought me this amazing dish. So sometimes don't be afraid to ask if you're at a restaurant ask the chef to make, if they can prepare something vegan. Nowadays, it's more, I would say, it's easily accessible to make more vegan meals because chefs are being more open to it because people are having that request. Think of all the food allergies, right? Like Mm gluten-free, this and that. People can't touch or nuts or whatever. I'm not saying vegan is an allergy, but they have to prepare for that, right? Mm -hmm. In a restaurant. So don't be afraid to ask. A lot of people are, they're like scared and shy. Like in the beginning, I was actually scared. So my husband's like, you need to open, you know, speak up a little bit more. I'm like, I don't want to announce it. And he's like, I will. So it's every time we sat at a restaurant, they're like, do you have any food allergies? He's, he's like, well, she's vegan. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> but now it's kind of funny. It, I think it's funny. Now my husband will be at a restaurant and people will say that, do you have a food allergy? And my husband's like, 
we're vegan. We don't eat meat. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. So he's actually proud of it now. And it's kind of funny to listen to. And I'm like, just shaking my head like, oh, wow. Like I created a monster now. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and and a, an important point behind what you just said is it helps build awareness. Like even if you go to a restaurant and they have no idea what you're talking about, like, okay. And if enough people start asking it becomes a point where it's a customer service point where they're going to say, okay, this is the fifth person that asked me about vegan. What can we do? And um, even when we're talking about the vegan veto, I mean, it's, it's, there's a lot of things that are out there that if people start asking, cause my experience is I, I, you know, when I go out with family and, you know, I, I try to accommodate them and it's like, I'll do some work. I'll go on the web, I'll go on their website. I'll look to see if they have anything vegan. And if I don't see anything right away, when I get there, I'll pull somebody to the side before I even sit down and say, you know, I'm, you know, I'm vegan. I don't eat, you know, da, 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 da. Can I put something together from your menu? And they're like, yeah. So they have the heads up. I'm not doing it at the table where they're mm -hmm. like, um, nice. what are you talking about? So <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of ways around it. If you feel uncomfortable, I'm sure. just saying this from my experience, mm -hmm. anyone listening, if you feel uncomfortable, you know, bringing that up, you know, you know, don't, you're going to be, you're actually doing a service to the next person that walks in and asks that same question. And then who knows that might lead to them actually adding an, a proper vegan item to their menu. So one of the things my husband and I, we go on a, a trip every year with our niece and nephews. And last year we took them to Las Vegas and Las Vegas and a lot of the restaurants, they actually have a plant-based menu. They mm. have their regular menu. And then they also have a plant-based menu. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. So it's awesome that we're working on this restaurant initiative mm. with SoFlo Vegans in South Florida. So any listeners, if you have any favorite restaurants, let us know, like message us, message Sofa Vegans so we can go in there and talk about creating plant-based menus for specific restaurants. There's a restaurant my husband goes to every Friday night and I can't wait because he's vegan on Fridays. I'm like, good luck with that menu because there's <laughs> nothing on there. Like you have to totally MacGyver and make up a new dish. But it would be amazing if they would have like two amazing whole food plant-based meals without added oil, added salt, added sugar. Like when we're talking whole food plant-based, what is whole food plant-based? Mm. Whole food plant-based, it's taking the food back to the basics. So an apple instead of apple juice, um, tomato instead of ketchup. So you're just looking at real whole foods, potatoes, not French fries. That's added oil, that's added salt, <laughs> just a potato. Which potatoes? Any of them. They're all great, they're all amazing. And it's amazing. So. Marcia has been on this vegan lifestyle and the plant-based lifestyle for 10 years now, going on 10 years. And when she eats sweet potatoes now, they're almost too sweet to her. Mm. That's how much her taste buds have changed over the years. I'm not quite there yet. I can't wait for <laughs> me to get there because sugar's my jam and I've got to get off that sugar. Like I, I do good, but every once in a while I'll, I'll cheat and I'll have some sugar. So whole food plant-based is literally, you're going back to the basics. So any of your fruits, any of your vegetables, nuts, seeds, beans, legumes, whole grains like quinoa, oatmeal, brown rice, things like that. So food in there as close to natural state as possible. With lots of fiber. Fiber is attached to the food. Yeah. Only in plant food. Fiber is only found in plant foods. So any of your animal products, meat, fish, dairy, eggs, none of them, fish, I think I already said that. Yeah, those don't have any fiber in them. And fiber is where the magic is. And as you're going over fiber and you talked about protein earlier, there's so many things. It's like a rabbit hole. You can go down and, oh, yeah. and learn about <laughs> it and, um, you know, be, you know, we're, we're not going to do a marathon podcast, but, um, <laughs> um, there are a few things that I would like to talk about. You talked about fiber and I would like to touch on protein as well. And then, um, from there we can see where you can find out more information about anything we didn't talk about. And not to say that in the next five to 10 minutes or maybe less than that, we're going to cover everything you need to know about fiber and protein. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but um, one of the things that you'll start to hear and it becomes a running joke um, in the plant-based plant-based vegan community is where do you get your protein? So for those of you, those of you listening who don't get that, um, 
that joke. <laughs> um, what what is what is like? Where do you get your protein? How do you how would you respond to that? You get protein from plants. Okay, it, there are beans, greens, and grains are the predominant. Where you get I mean, proteins and everything. Proteins, plant protein has. I mean, plants have protein. And a lot of people don't know that because we're so conditioned to think that animals are the only products or animal products have protein, but it really is in the plants. And if you cut the middleman out, like the animal, and just get it straight from the plants, you get a vibrant source of plant protein. So another thing that Jackie and I were talking about was, you know, just being young and they're like, oh, you got to have we're conditioned to have meat is protein, right? Mm. We're eating too much protein. And we, we practically don't need as much protein as they say we do. So like a grown man needs about 40 to 50 grams of protein, right? Mm. We're not talking MLMP athletes or bodybuilders, but just this radio guy, just active living, okay, about 50, four, maybe 40 grams of protein. And we're overeating, even plant foods, we're overeating protein. So which is actually really crazy. But you want to make sure your protein is attached to fiber. So beans, greens and grains are highest in plant protein. And they all have fiber attached to it. When you have animal products, there is no fiber or oils, there is no fiber, right? These are higher calorie foods, like the oils, like people would eat olive oil over olives and you should be eating olives because the fiber is in the olives mm. versus olive oil. And the same thing with the whole goes back to the protein part of it. It's like, we don't need as much protein as we think we do. We actually need more fiber. There's a fiber deficiency in America. I feel like protein has been so glamorized from the media and the fitness world and you need more protein, you need more protein. <laughs> and no one's deficient in protein in the US. We're deficient in fiber. And actually the stats had came out, it's 97% of the US is deficient in fiber. Wow. Only 3% of us are getting it, right? And the RDI for fiber is already low. The recommended dietary intake for fiber for women is 25 grams a day, men and adult male is 38 grams, and that's already low. So to for health and longevity, we need 50 to 100 grams of, pro, of fiber, sorry, 50 to 100 grams of fiber a day. Wow. And most 97% of Americans aren't even getting 25. So we're significantly depleted in the fiber. We can literally like eat our way to good health. And you said fiber you can get from which sources again? Fiber is in any plant food, any plant food. Fiber is not in animal products or oils and stuff like that. So just anything plants. I mean, we always say nuts, seeds, grains, fruits, vegetables, you know, beans, legumes. And one grains. of the things too. So with fiber, there, there's fiber supplements as well, like the little powdered things. Like you think of people when they think fiber, they think the little old lady. That they have to have a, yes, <laughs> and that's not the fiber we're talking about. We are talking about good, luscious plant-based fiber, food, the fiber that's found in the foods. So yeah, beans, greens, grains quinoa oatmeal it's amazing okay and so we well you rolled right into fiber so awesome so now if people have questions so things like b12 different um, types of vitamins that we don't get you know in a major supply from the foods that we eat um you know i'm thinking back to yesterday yeah um you know there are a few of them so where could people find more information about that? Because like I said, there's so much that's out there that um, it's not to say it will take you forever to learn all the information, but it'd be good to have a good resource. It definitely Wait. takes time, but nutritionfacts.org is a, a reputable organization where they actually Amazing. look into studies and they really give you like Dr. Greger, he wrote obviously so many New York Times bestsellers and his life's work is into finding out the truth with, with food and the body. Mm -hmm. And so anything from B12 to D3 to uh, K2, yeah, the Plantrition Project is another organization too. These are uh, physicians that, you know, they believe in lifestyle of food as, you know, lifestyle medicine mm. on healing people. So they're bringing you the latest and greatest information. And then we learn a lot from them. And this is what we teach our clients. Uh, th these studies are happening. This is happening here. This is happening there because numerous studies shows you like where you can get your B12, being vegan, and it's pretty, it's healthy where you can get your, you know, D3, your K2 or any other supplements that you need as a vegan. And we also have information on our website, plantchicks.com. Nice. Mm -hmm. So someone is now, okay, I'm on board. I love the plant chicks. <laughs> yeah, I want to be part of the plant chicks tribe. So what could they expect to see? You know, give them a preview of 
once they enter that ecosystem. You get a lot of fun and entertainment in the Plant Chicks tribe. It's so much fun. So there's so many women. We're over 700 strong in the tribe right now, and we're growing every day. And women are constantly posting their meals, their workouts. They're asking questions. Like legit anything goes in the tribe because that's one of the reasons we wanted to keep it for women only so that we could get like raw and real Mm. and not have to worry about like people seeing our bodies because people are posting their before pictures from the 30 day challenge. Mm -hmm. And we've got big, we've got all body shapes and sizes in the tribe and we welcome and love and embrace each and every one of them. And one of the things that we talk about is love yourself. First, love yourself, love yourself exactly where you are right now. Because if you would lose 20 pounds, 50 pounds, like boom, right now, how would you feel? Would you Mm. love yourself? Like we need to start loving ourselves, like talking loving thoughts in our mind and saying loving words to ourselves. So that's how we also communicate in the tribe. There's no dissing anyone. We have to, we only lift and support mm. one another up. So it's I love pretty, our tribe. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> but we like to have fun and joke around too. We always say we rock out with a rock out, you know, and that's just kind of our thing. So we have women take pictures with our plant-based meals and give us a little rock out sign. <laughs> and it, we say, if you don't like, you know, broccoli, then rock out with your guac out, you know, we're like, <laughs> just have fun with it. Because sometimes people put too much thought into macros and calories and counting and apps and all this stuff and treating their body like a bank account, you know, this like this craziness and they forget to have fun. You could be ha- having fun while being healthy. Mm. Okay. And that's what it's all about. Having fun. It's having fun. Yeah. Being educated, having fun and making it fun. Mm-hmm. So in closing, what message would you like to share with our audience about just, you know, the plant-based lifestyle in general, um, something that you would want them to take away from our conversation? I am so in love with this lifestyle. I've never felt so at peace and so happy in any lifestyle. And I've been through so many different lifestyles. But I think one of the reasons is when you ingest animals, like animals that have died, then they had that fear and you're ingesting all of those hormones that they released before they died. And I've seen it at conferences. I've been to hundreds of medical conferences and I've seen how the doctors interact and how I interact when eating meat or surrounded by people that are eating meat. And also when I'm surrounded by people eating only plants and there's a lot of love and compassion. It's a beautiful, beautiful feeling. And one of the things that I really like about us and what we're doing at Plant Chicks, we welcome all. So not everyone. We work with the part-time Plant Chicks, the Plant Curious, and the Plant-Based Pros. So if someone is just interested in learning more, but they're not quite ready to dive in and do 100% whole food plant-based, come in. Come join us. See what it's all about. Because we really do think once you get a taste of it, you will not want to go back. But we're here for you regardless. So we are here and we just want to share how amazing this is. I always say the plant-based lifestyle is the last diet you'll ever do. Like mm. when people think, oh, I'm going to do this plant-based diet. Well, the plant-based diet is the last diet you'll ever do because it's actually a lifestyle. And I encourage anybody to try if you want to go plant-based. Like obviously check out the plant chicks. If we're not your jam, we have a ton of people. Slow food, so f- can't even say it. It's always a tongue twister. So, so flow vegan. vegan. Has so many great events go to their website and check out the website i thought i was i never had been to your website and i saw all the events that you guys had going on and you guys are in the know Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. i would think that's great to put people communities so they can see what our community is all about Mm -hmm. and where can they find more information about the plant chicks plantchicks.com or of course on instagram and facebook plant Plant chicks Chicks. but it's p-l-a-n-t-c-h-i-c dot f yes Yes, plant <laughs> chic. <laughs> From the beach to the streets. <laughs> well, I want to thank you both so much for being on the So Flow Vegans podcast. I had a great time speaking with you, and I highly encourage everyone that's listening right now, as soon as I'm done with this podcast, go check out plantchicks. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Sean. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs>